You're listening to Tech Talk Central. We have here with us Athanasios Dimoulas. He's the head of Epitaxy and Surface Science Laboratory here at NCSR Democritos. Um, Mr. Dimoulas, uh, last time we talked about uh, graphene, silicon, semiconductors, uh, really, really interesting uh, interview from my point of view. So I would like to know more about the updates uh, since our last interview. Yes, um, uh, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to update you a little bit with the last, um, the latest developments um, in this field. Um, the um, last time I uh, basically uh, talked about all these materials um, uh, because these materials may may be important uh, for energy efficient um, nano electronic devices. Energy efficiency is very important and becomes even more important uh, nowadays. And the reason is uh, the big explosion of the so-called Internet of Things, a kind of uh, smart devices which are um, uh, interconnected, uh, which are connected through through the internet, and they they are remotely placed. Uh, so uh, div- these devices uh, are based um, um, on battery lifetime or energy harvesting. So energy autonomy is a very important thing, and uh, even more more important is that uh, these devices work. Um, at, at very uh, low power consumption so that they don't consume too much of energy. And uh, so uh, energy efficiency of devices is, is uh, still very important. Uh, and uh, uh, this is true for another reason, that uh, we also have the uh, big data analytics, which is um, very important today. You have uh, a large flow of information that you, you need to handle some way. And um, you have to handle this information in a faster way, uh, uh, very energy, uh, uh, very efficient uh, with respect to energy and in an intelligent way. Uh, so um, so uh, energy efficiency uh, for moving uh, data from, uh, let's say, from the processor to uh, the storage unit and, uh, and back is, is very important. And uh, people have recognized that. There are many ways to uh, handle these things. Um, uh, people uh, do it through uh, device and circuit architectures, uh, but also uh, one has to um, um, discover and develop new materials uh, that will make uh, devices more energy efficient. And uh, also Europe has recognized that, um, that um, um, uh, um, need and uh, um, it, uh, Europe is about to launch uh, the uh, quantum technologies uh, uh, flagship, which uh, deals with new materials with um, um, quantum properties, advanced qu- quantum properties. And uh, we want to catch this trend. Uh, and um, for this reason, we um, we um, have started uh, working uh, on these materials like graphene, for example, that you mentioned before. And um, um, uh, um, then uh, uh, we moved also to other two-dimensional uh, semiconductors of the metal decal colchinite family. Uh, uh, we also did uh, topological insulator materials, and uh, now we move to uh, topological semi-metals. Um, before um, I go uh, into details, I would like to say that these materials um, uh, are very hard to, to, to develop. Uh, in fact, uh, when you try to uh, to to change some of, of the materials in nanoelectronics, you create more problems than uh, what you solve, and uh, uh, there is um, uh, uh, a lot of um, 
or, or work to be done in order to screen the most appropriate material, then to optimize the uh, growth conditions uh, and um, and then uh, you you have to uh, basically develop it at an advanced level, which is close to um, industrial applications, and this is not easy at all. And um, um, uh, this is also the case with graphene here. The main properties of graphene, the physical properties, have been demonstrated, but um, uh, whether this this material can uh, can actually give a uh, solution to uh, the present problems is, is um, uh, needs to be um, needs to be found. Well, exactly. That's why we have you here, because yeah. uh, you've been uh, doing a lot of research on all those uh, really interesting and fascinating materials. But I was uh, really curious to know more about the, the your current work. So uh, as we were outside, you talked about a, a particle accelerator on our desktop, which is <laughs> As a yeah. title, it's quite uh, fascinating. Yes. But I would like you to tell me more about it. Uh, what yes. do you mean when you're talking about particle accelerator? Yeah. Uh, of course, I put this particle accelerator in, in quotation marks. Obviously, obviously, I, but it's not a particle accelerator, but it uh, it um, uh, it may be considered uh, um, uh, as as that. Uh, okay, uh, some uh, some of these crystals we are studying at present. Um, uh, they, they are called uh, topological semi-metal crystals, and um, uh, basically, um, uh, they are. Some some people like to call them as uh, three-dimensional graphene because uh, they they present similar properties to graphene, except from the fact that they are um, bulk materials. Uh, graphene is just uh, one sheet of uh, carbon atoms. These are uh, bulk materials, and um, uh, but they have, uh, let's say, uh, the same uh, uh, behavior as graphene, but in three dimensions. And um, uh, the interesting thing about this is that the their behavior looks like um, uh, what we call veil fermions. These are massless particles um, uh, which uh, behave, let's say, like um, light, because light is massless. Uh, and, uh, the only thing is that uh, they propagate uh, with uh, uh, velocities much, much less than, than light. Um, and uh, these veil fermions have been predicted in um, high-energy uh, elementary particle physics, uh, and uh, they're part of, of the mathematical models describing um, uh, um, elementary particles. But the interesting thing here is is that there is a kind of incarnation of this, um, uh, um, uh, let's say, particles in a solid state, uh, in, in condensed matter, in, in crystals. Uh, so you can find similar, let's say, um, excitations in crystals, uh, which are called uh, veil, uh, veil fermions or veil bounds. And, um, uh, and uh, the, the interesting thing is that you can study them on a piece of material on your lab bench. And that is why I'm calling it um, as a particle accelerator, because uh, perhaps some of the uh, fundamental principles and um, uh, symmetries that um, you, you're trying to study in big accelerators, perhaps uh, you have the opportunity to study uh, also in, in a piece of crystal on, on your lab bench. And this is uh, really uh, very, uh, very interesting and very, um, very exciting. And um, I think uh, this is the dream of uh, many scientists and physicists, uh, I think, in this area. So would you say that maybe in, a, I don't know how many years, uh, yeah. every 
a single researcher could have his own CERN accelerator yeah, yeah. This in his is, laboratory? <laughs> this is, of course, uh, the dream. Uh, a dream and uh, a big imagination. Um, uh, I don't think uh, nothing can replace, of course, uh, the, the big accelerators because there you can really um, uh, test uh, all these principles with very high accuracy and um, credibility. Um, uh, the the thing is that uh, with these materials, uh, you you can um, uh, really uh, try to to uh, make a merging as as much as as possible between uh, two big sectors in in physics and science. Uh, one which is on um, uh, on on high energy physics, elementary particles, cosmology, perhaps, and the other is condensed matter physics. Two important sectors uh, somehow coming together a little bit and trying to find. Uh, common points, yeah. So, uh, we're talking about the, the crystals, the, the very yeah. Um Where do you see the most important applications of this research? Yeah. Um, um, these crystals I talked about, like uh, um, uh, topological semimetals, uh, semimetals like uh, veil semimetals and, and uh, Dirac semimetals, that I must say that these uh, were discovered just um, just last year. In 2015, uh, there were some theoretical works about their existence, but uh, uh, actually they were discovered very recently. And um, uh, these these crystals, as I told you, uh, behave like massless particles. So one can think that um, they can propagate efficiently inside the the, uh, the material uh, with high speeds and uh, with not too many interactions with all atoms around. Therefore, we can make probably fast devices out of them. And the other thing is that um, uh, they have some uh, other um, uh, good uh, quantum properties. One of them is the chirality. Uh, you can imagine of, a chi- of the chirality as a kind of uh, uh, a strange type of uh, um, charge, let's say, in quotation marks, uh, which is uh, a kind of uh, conserved quantity, uh, depending only on the topology. Therefore, you can make uh, actually um, quantum computing uh, out of this, based uh, uh, on this chirality as a state variable. Therefore, you can store or process information based on that quantity. And that's a completely different type of computing and storage of information. Well, well, quantum computing is quite huge. Um, There's a lot of research to be done in that field also. But So, just to to sum up, you'd say that um, your research is basically uh, on on crystals that probably in the next years, uh, depending on the research, could be used as like uh, either batteries Charging batteries, or uh, probably as uh, as uh, storage devices, but really yeah. fast, based on a certain type of nanoelectronics, uh, uh, f- faster uh, devices. Yes, uh, first of all, um, uh, ba- first of all, people uh, want to use them as um, uh, uh, the medium where you can have faster transport of of charges and therefore faster devices, and then uh, perhaps these um, you can make completely new devices for quantum storage. Uh, um, uh, of information and processing of information. Uh, so, uh, which way it will go, we don't know uh, at present. But uh, these are two opportunities that I see at the present time. So that's why you talked about uh, at first about big data and yeah. uh, about Internet of Things, because yeah. all that has uh, potentially a big influence on that field. Yeah. So. Uh, our last uh, question. Uh, I'm really sorry to to have to end this interview, but um, uh, I would like a, a small, like if we could uh, stop the time and go in two years, let's say, and have a, another interview. What yeah. do you think uh, our 
topic will be then. Uh, what so basically, what do you think that the new trends in your field will be in in a couple of years? Yeah, let's say? I would I would like to to see uh, these materials that we are now um, uh, examining in our lab in a very basic level, and uh, I take this opportunity to say that we have all the tools right now in the lab uh, to to study these materials. For example, we have um, angle resolved photoelectron spectroscopy, which is a unique facility in Greece, and very few uh, also facilities in Europe where you. You can actually see the electronic structure of this material and you can actually image the veil fermions. You can find what we call the dispersion relation, in other words, the energy versus the momentum. And this is very characteristic for the veil fermion. That has to be linear, exactly as, uh, as uh, uh, for example, for, for light particles. And um, uh, we have this opportunity to study them uh, and study the basic science out of it. And my dream is that in a few years from now, we, can, we will be able to put them in devices. So, um, uh, so we want to grow these materials uh, very thin, um, atomically thin materials, so uh, to be able to integrate them with the devices, because you cannot uh, deal with bulk materials and devices. They have to basically follow the uh, scaling trends of any nanoelectronics, and therefore uh, you want to integrate them in the device and see how uh, if you can make a, 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 a functional uh, a functional device uh, based on what I said before about uh, fast devices or devices with completely different uh, computing or storage uh, capability. Well, the only thing I'm sure about is that we live in an exciting time and the world is going to change in the next year. So um, I would like to thank you again uh, for the interview. This was uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Athanasios de Moulas. Uh, as we mentioned before, he's the head of Epitaxy and Service Science Laboratory here at NCSR Democritus. Um, really looking forward for the next interview in a couple of years. Um, thank you. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me here. Thank you. This is Agis Triantafilakis for Tech Talk Central. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.